When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Monday, March 1st. I'm Rudy. Last night I didn't hold any Golden Globes, but I definitely held a quarter pounder with cheese under a set of Golden Arches. Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. Actually, this is kind of weird because it actually is morning. I'm actually coming in. This is way early for me. I came in about 45 minutes early into the building so that uh, I could record today. We got a couple of people gone. So after the show is usually when I record a long walk to Cleveland, but I can't today. So uh, hit the hay early last night. I know the Golden Globes were on. We're going to get to that in just a second. Uh, We'll also talk about people who take their job way too seriously. Um, but, uh, last night, instead of watching the Golden Globes, cause I knew it was just going to be this weird sort of, I don't know, they're kind of patching things together still, you know, after a year, we haven't really been able to figure it out. And, uh, I didn't want to watch something that if, if it can't be the full show, I don't want to watch it, you know, at least with football, you know, I get that there wasn't, a, you know, a crowd element to the NFL this year, but at least it was a full game, you know, same with the NBA. But like these award shows, the Oscars, it, it felt weird when Jimmy Kimmel was just like in a empty auditorium talking to nobody. And I don't want to watch that again. So instead, uh, I actually watched Francis uh, McDormand in Nomadland, which uh, if you haven't seen it right now, you can find it on Hulu. My husband worked at the USG mine in Empire. I was a substitute teacher. It is a tough time right now. You may want to consider early retirement. I need work. My dad used to say, what's remembered lives. I maybe spent too much of my life just remembering. Yeah. So, uh, good movie. You know, absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's probably going to be the, let me try that again. It's probably going to be the most beautiful movie you've seen shot all year. It's really good. You know, the, uh, the color's amazing. Uh, as I'm looking here right now, so w- one for best motion picture last night at the Golden Globes, and it should have. It's good. It's really good. My biggest complaint with movies nowadays is we've kind of gotten away from plots, and it's all a slice of life. The first person that I saw do that, uh, and that's a person, but first movie I had seen that kind of went down that route, not that it hasn't been done before, but the first one where it was really apparent to me was Boyhood. Don't get me wrong, I totally applaud the effort it took to make that movie. If you don't know the concept of it, they they started <clears throat> with a young boy at like the age of four, and once every two, three years, the entire cast and crew would get together and film some scenes. It's basically this kid growing up until the age of 18 and then becomes a man. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, what a concept. It's just a slice of life, though. There's no act one, no act two, no act three. What happened to problems? It's, it's all act two nowadays. <laughs> Half the time, movies just end. There isn't like a, uh, you know, there isn't a, ah, uh, oh, you know what, as I'm looking at this right now, I just saw that Olivia Coleman won for uh, uh, Best Drama in The Crown. Damn. I had some money on that one. Anyway. All right, moving on. Sorry about that. 
Oh, no, wait, she didn't. No, wait. Emma Corrin won. Oh, see, it doesn't matter. I didn't win anyways. I had Lauren Lenny from Ozark. All right. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I thought I won a couple of bucks there for a second, but I didn't. Um, yeah, uh, it is basically just uh, it's a slice of life. People sit and they have their problem. And then at the end of the movie, nothing is resolved. And the movie just ends. Manchester by the Sea, that movie, I was like, okay, and... Oh, I guess we're done. <laughs> I guess there's no more to be said. Never mind. I kind of wish that we'd get back to Acts 1, 2, and 3. Let's get a little plot going. Great movie, though, nonetheless. Uh, it definitely should have won for Best Motion Picture. It's the best pick motion picture I've seen. I mean, don't get me wrong. The new Tom and Jerry on HBO Max, way up there as well. I think it's right now getting like 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. But also last night at the Golden Globes, I I really thought that uh, the trial of the Chicago 7 with uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was probably going to end up taking some, um, you know, uh, hardware home last night because that movie is incredible. Sasha actually ended up winning for Best Actor uh, for uh, Borat 2. I've got to say this movie couldn't have been possible without my co-star, a fresh new talent who came from nowhere and turned out to be a comedy genius. I'm talking, of course, about Rudy Giuliani. I mean, who could get more laughs out of one unzipping? Incredible. Our movie was just the beginning for him. Rudy went on to star in a string of comedy films, hits like Four Seasons Landscaping, Hair Die Another Day, and the courtroom drama, A Very Public Fart. That guy's brilliant, is he not? And it's too bad that board's going to go away. He just recently said he's done doing it, which I get. If you watch the second one, the reason why they had to bring that gal in is because every time he went out dressed as Borat, people recognized him. It ruins the joke. That's the thing about the first one. It's so brilliant in its simplicity, and you're in on what's behind the curtain. The second one, not so much. Although we do have the the scene where they go do the debutantes ball. If you haven't seen it, at least Google that part. Fast forward just to that. It's on Amazon Prime. Fast forward just to that. As I was looking, it was up. Uh, the Trial of the Chicago 7 was up. For best motion picture in a drama. And it should have won. No Man Land's good, but Trial of the Chicago 7 was excellent. Also, that movie came out in the like just around the beginning of winter. I think it was like around the end of October, beginning of November, when it was getting it was getting pretty cold, especially towards the nights in Minnesota. And uh, I had watched that that film with a, a couple of relatives, and then the next night, because you know, because of COVID, we were basically forced to go outdoors if you wanted to do any sort of stand-up. And there was one night in particular, I had watched that film like on a Saturday or Sunday and then went to uh, a, a show where basically every comic was outside in this like long, narrow sort of like makeshift pup tent <laughs> that we all had to like, get underneath. You know, it's always who everybody wants to laugh when you're standing next to a space heater, you know. But while we were there, I was t- I was telling the story about how I was watching that film with a relative and. At the end of it, uh, you know, that relative was a part of some of these protests that happened going against the Vietnam War in the late 60s and early 70s. And I had said, so, um, you know, uh, what was it like? And after watching that film, they said, oh, you guys don't know how good you got it. You don't know how good you have it. Because when we were protesting, you couldn't get a witness let alone having everybody with a video camera in their pocket and a, you know pictures in their pocket, uh, a, some sort of camera, some sort of recording device. None of that stuff existed. So you don't know how good you got it. I see you guys down there, you know, protesting, going against the cops, going against the man. Everybody's got a recording device. You don't know how good you got it. 
And I said, boy, I, I can't wait until one day I can look at, you know, a comedian coming up 20 years from now and I can look at him and I go, yeah, you guys don't know how good you got it. You and your indoor heated stages and your microphones plugged in, not having to talk through a mask. You don't know how good you got it. It's like one of the only times in the last, like, during COVID that I got like a, a huge applause break. And I thought, well, that was good, dumb, dumb. You're never, you can't use that joke anywhere else. <laughs> and that movie's going to be gone in six months. So, uh, but anyway, but uh, nonetheless, uh, if I do want to recommend, if you haven't seen it, No Man Land, it's on uh, Nomad Land, it's on Hulu. Francis McDormand knocks it out of the park. And if you guys want to talk about, you know, how all the good roles are going to, you know, the young ladies and, you know, there's an ageism in Hollywood. Just watch her. I'm telling you, they, everybody complains about that. All the talented people still get work. All right. You don't lose out on a role for Nomadland if you suck. She got that role because she's the best of the best. So you guys want to complain about ageism. You can get rid of all that because talented people will still work. And that's why she was on. Also, did you guys check out the uh, lactation commercial last night? Have you seen this? I know it's been going around online, but uh, they actually had bare breasts on network television last night. Uh, breastfeeding, young children. It was the first time ever. You've got this. Latch. And latch better. And oh God, unlatch, unlatch. And raw. And how does anyone ever drink enough water? Is it too early to call a lactation consultant? So I know people were complaining about it. Here's my big thing. We look at other countries and everyone goes, why can't we have what other countries have? You know, when Schitt's Creek was on, everybody thought this is on public television. This is on a network TV. How do they get away with it? That's unbelievable. And the reason is there are like, first off, they have obviously they have way more lenient standards than what we have here in the States, especially like Europe. Oh, man. Turn on television in Europe past 10 o'clock. That is a American boy's dream in his teenage years. But the thing is, for us here in the States, it has to start with money. If you want that type of programming on your television shows, on network television, that's why Hulu and Netflix and Amazon Prime and all of these platforms are doing so well. Because they're not held down by the restrictions of the FCC. They're not held down by government standards. They're not held down by network standards. They're just super talented people being left alone to make really compelling uh, television. And if you want that on your ABCs and your CBSs and your NBCs, it's got to start with money. So for everybody who is complaining about, you know, this company helping women breastfeed, talking about lactation and showing a bare breast on NBC, if you also would like to have a little bit more risque programming, then this is where you need to shut your mouth and just allow this stuff to happen because it has to start with money. Because if the networks see that there are corporations that are willing to go down this route and still pay to, they'll take their cash all day long. That's no joke. They'll take that money. Business will always speak a lot louder than art, no matter what. So. Uh, once they start putting it into our commercials, it will definitely start bleeding into our programming. Thus, you will get what you want. So let's not complain about the young ladies on television uh, <clears throat> whipping out a boob and breastfeeding 
uh, during a commercial, okay? It's very small. You can not fight this battle and eventually get what you want. And that is my suggestion, okay? So let's tone it down on the screaming about the, uh, you know, ladies uh, flopping a boob and allow for this to happen, all right? Because eventually you'll get what you want. It'll be good stuff down the road, all right? Just give it a moment. Okay, moving on, because actually I got to get my stuff together here and uh, start the day out, man. It's like 5.20 in the morning. Usually I'm recording these at like 10 o'clock, uh, and I got about nine cups of coffee in me. So I'm feeling good, but, you know, I had to get up a little bit early. But this I came across, this, uh, this video has been shared about a thousand times uh, just on my Facebook feed alone. Can I get Patrick to customer service, please? Patrick to customer service. Thank you. <laughs> it's a Lowe's employee. Who sucked in a bunch of helium and then jumped <laughs> onto the intercom. Let's hear it again. Can I get Patrick to customer service, please? Patrick to customer service. Thank you. I'd hire that lady in a second. For sure. The thing I love about people who are in a position where, you know, they make like probably 13, 14 bucks an hour and they don't care and they do stuff like that. I've always thought, you know... If you're working a job and you're making like 12 bucks an hour and somebody like a supervisor comes up and says something along the lines of, uh, hey, if you do that again, you're going to get written up. Why would you ever work at that job? Leave that job. You don't, you don't need that job. Getting written up. It's going to go on your permanent record. What are they going to do? Take your house away? They're going to suspend your driver's license? It's your, who cares? Why would you ever care about that? Like, I get when you are like, you know, 12 years old and you're working hard for a grade and you get an F, it feels terrible. But move on, dude. You're going to be fine. Everybody's going to, things are going to work out for you. People complain. I guarantee that this woman probably got a stern talking to about how she needs to take her job more serious. No, you don't. Don't take your job serious. That's why you work there, because you haven't taken things serious. I love people that can really lean into it. I worked with this kid at a pizza place when I was like 19 and somebody had come, had come in to put up a flyer for like a, a, a symphony show and the symphony show was called Maiden Voyage and on the poster was uh, this ship and it was in the ocean and it was this beautiful poster and I'm, I don't even remember the kid's name. I just remember he took the poster off the wall, he went into the back of the pizza shop and he came out 15 minutes later and on the... The poster, he had redrawn it to say, Iron Maiden Sex Voyage. And that was 23 years ago. I vividly remember that poster. And I wish I could have it remade and let it hang in my basement. It was brilliant. And I thought, that's, that's the attitude to have. We're all making like $5.50 an hour plus tips here. <laughs> Why would anybody care? Why do you get so worked up about a job that means nothing? You're probably not going to be there in 18 months. The turnover rate at these gigs is so fast and so furious, it's not going to matter. So enjoy it a little bit. You know, let's hear it one more time. I love this gal. Can I get Patrick to customer service, please? Patrick to customer service. Thank you. Ah, I love it. All right, I got to get rolling. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your day, you guys. Uh, We'll have uh, brand new episodes coming out for the next few days. They're going to be nice and early, so maybe you can catch them before you go to work. But uh, enjoy your Monday and your long walk to Cleveland.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.